You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. Yeah, you're constantly trying to, it's like everything you do is trying to advertise your event. Yeah. Anyway. And welcome to episode eight of the Boker Broadcast. I am your host, Seth Cohen, and with me as always is Steve Rabido. And Staten Island's own RDC. All right. And we have a special guest with us tonight by his request, but we are happy to acquiesce. He is one of my favorite people on earth. Favorite person on earth. Say hello to the crowd. Hey guys, how you doing? It's me, Terrence from the Minority Report. Yeah, a little little cross-promotional stuff going on there tonight. Very happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we got a lot going on, and Terrence, quite honestly, just jump in wherever you feel like you want to jump in on anything. Um, okay. Uh, before we talk about anything else tonight, hopefully this drops tomorrow, and it will be only 24 hours away that you can buy your tickets for the Boker Brawl, February 15th. Tickets go on sale. Woo-hoo! Yeah, you hear that, Mark Andre LeBlanc? February fifteenth, tickets go on sale. What I, day is that? Uh, that would be Thursday. That is Thursday. And what what is the numerical date? That would be two fifteen twenty four. Okay. Or fifteen two twenty four. Ah, yes, fair enough. Yeah. The day after Valentine's Day. That is correct. Because you know we didn't want to do it on Valentine's Day. Speaking of which. I actually just learned some interesting facts about Valentine's Day. Uh, and what is that? So uh, for those who don't know, um, my, my, my much better half um, is a bakery manager at a shop, right? Which is a local supermarket here. And every year they offer uh, freshly dipped strawberries for Valentine's Day. And nice. so what, so she has this all down to a science. And she says, if a man comes in, and he wants two dozen strawberries boxed up separately, one dozen, one dozen. Oh, and that means one box is for his girlfriend and one box is for his wife. <laughs> She's like, if they only buy six, then it's platonic. But if they buy 12, it's a love interest. And she also has a like a revolving door of customers who will get the strawberries on the way to work in the morning at 7 a.m. prompt. And then on the way home, we'll come back and buy another dozen strawberries. So they're buying uh, the dozen in the morning for somebody at work and a dozen yes. on the way home for the Yeah, and, and she's, she, yeah, she's got this all down to her science. I'm like, well, what happens if someone buys three dozen? Then that means two girlfriends and one wife. <laughs> Look, well, man. I, I would be balling then because I went to the, <laughs> the candy shop today. I bought four boxes. Oh my god, oh. Terry! Where do you find the time? Terry's is a busy boy. <laughs> I, I just she doesn't figure that they like her. They have to like my wife. She just loves chocolate covered strawberries, and she's like, "Don't come back here with just no one box." <laughs> oh, Mister Rabido, you've been married what two years now? Almost three? Uh five. Actually, five. Okay. I'm going on five. Sorry. Good <laughs> enough. Uh, I thought I thought you would sit. And it doesn't matter. So five years. What's the Valentine's Day plan for five years? Uh, a nice steak dinner. That's what we're gonna do. Nice, nice. 
Yeah. So I yeah, we're, we're kind of like we're kind of like saving up the the five year energy, you know, for yeah. for something special later in the summer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've been married uh, twenty three years, so my wife's Valentine's present to me is that she's not going to fart under the covers. That's uh, that's about what I got going on. So, oh, that's just lovely. That's, Great picture. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've been married twenty eight years and. Yeah, well, <laughs> we we're going on a vacation with four boxes of chocolate covered strawberries. <laughs> so <laughs> all four are no, I I didn't stop and give anybody anything. <laughs> my wife has all four boxes. Well, well, just know that the people you're buying them from all think that you're a hound dog, right? So, Terrence, I have to ask though, uh, twenty eight years, uh, how many children are living in that home with you? Uh, currently. We have hit the best number possible. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I've got two still living in the house and aren't leaving anytime soon. So, you know, maybe after they're gone, it's chocolate covered strawberries and vacations. But right now, that's yeah. uh, not what I got. I mean, All right. once they move out, Art probably moving in. So still, <laughs> have one. I'll move in. He's going to kick him out. <laughs> I'll- I'll totally move in. I just eat barbecue every day. I'll be happy as a pig and shit. I bet. All right. So we got immediately a little off track here. No surprise. But I just wanted to review real quick because I did get a couple of messages and more than just from Mark Andre LeBlanc. And I'm only picking on him because he was like, sends me messages like, hey, when do tickets go on sale? I'm like, there's nowhere else in the world I can advertise this. Holy crap. I spend $360 on a website every year and nobody visits it. So, but regardless... Um, so actually folks did reach out and say, Hey, how does this whole, uh, you know, ticket thing work? Uh, if I want to sign up for this and not that I, I actually, I think I heard from you, Terrence on that issue as well. So as, you a rem- as a reminder for everybody, you are buying a one day pass or a weekend pass. Most people buy the one day pass for Friday because Friday is all the singles events. You do not pay separately for any of those events. The ticket gets into the hall and at checkout, you sign up for the event that you want. Remember, we serve lunch. Uh, you're on your own for dinner. Uh, but if you want to play in the team event Saturday and Sunday, only the captain has to sign up for the captain's ticket. That's how we figure out how many teams that we have. So if you have that weekend ticket, it's assumed you're playing on a team. If you don't have a team and you want to get on a team, uh, send us an email. You can do questions at thebokerbrawl.com. You can get to me through Facebook. Uh, you can get to the Boker Brawl through Facebook. And we will help you find a team. If you give us your name as a mercenary, please don't stop trying to find one on your own. Just tell us if you do, because you know it's uh, we work from a list. We place people to find out that, oh, no, no, they've actually found a team of their own. That is difficult. And as we get closer to the event, just, there's always a team that has something happen. Life happens. People have things that they can't control in their life. And all of a sudden they're down somebody. So, uh, you know, uh, keep the faith. We, will, we, we have yet to have a year where we haven't placed everybody who's asked us to find a place for them. So that is the ticket situation. Uh, Mr. Rabideau, did I leave anything out of that? No, I don't think so. So yeah, it's just there's there's basically two options. Uh, when you when you go on, it's on tabletop events. So when you go on, you'll buy your badge, and then that's the weekend pass or the day pass. And then you 
pick up the tickets separately, basically. So it's two separate things. You buy the badge and then you sign up for the tickets, which signs you up for the events. You have to get a ticket for the event that you're signing up for. Right. Um, and then there's the split that you mentioned. There are the captain tickets for the team event and there are the non-captain tickets. So get the captain tickets if you're a captain and only if you're a captain and then get the non-captain tickets if you are not a captain. And then we also have a spectator <clears throat> ticket, right? So someone's coming with a friend, but they're not participating. Uh, there's a ticket for them and they get to eat and they get to spend money at the vendors. They don't get to participate in any of the, any of the events. Um, and then we also have the narrative slots. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a big experiment for us this year. We have uh, someone coming in to DM the narrative event and they're going to be running one session in the evening, one in the afternoon, one in the either early afternoon, late morning. Um and then only one on Sunday morning, but we're 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 really hoping for great things out of that. More to come on that issue. Yeah, three sessions Friday, three sessions Saturday, one on Sunday. Yeah, uh, and I I think it's going to be pretty great. So, I'm really what, looking forward to the broker brawl. I'm so excited that you guys are coming. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Now, all right, mm -hmm. Terrence, are you guys driving up or are you flying up? What are you doing? I'm driving. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna drive. I know how long so, that drive is. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a pretty long drive. Hey, that thing about that art, I need yeah. a, uh, I need a caddy while I'm with the broker bra. You want me my caddy? <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need some. I've been drove a long way, Art, so I need, need somebody to carry my models. Yeah, to carry my models around from table to table. You know what? Sure, you got a pal. All right. And you make list recommendations when you get to the table. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can do it. I really think you should rack Windstorm. <laughs> it's, it's probably a good idea. What if I actually play now? Um, I, 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 are you playing? Like, I don't want to like call bullshit on that, but are you playing? I don't know. I don't think you are. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't know why he's not playing. I mean, this because is... they haven't they haven't made any factions in Mark Four yet. They all more three no, no. Darren, don't 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 bait him. Don't bait him. <laughs> it, it just just he hasn't found a faction he likes yet. It is well documented. When he finds a faction he likes that doesn't have sharks that eat people when you hit yeah, them. Yeah, they only it. have fucking stupid ass things. And I and I baited him. So yeah. <laughs> that's on me. Sorry. You don't like the dragons? You don't like the snake people? I do like the snake men. But like, you know, I was looking at that Wyvern. Uh, because yeah. it just came out, Wyvern, Wyvern, whatever Wyvern. the hell you want to call it. No, no, it's, it's a Wyvern. Wyvern. Sure, okay. you're both wrong. Um, right, anyway, um, I was looking at that, and like the wings are like, it's like I don't know, it's like scrap metal bolted together. It kind of looks, uh, I, I don't. Just... I'd wait till you see it in person because I'll tell you this. Uh, Fen said this to me once, and I think he's a hundred percent right. You look at the pictures of these models and. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know about this one. But then when you see them face to face, like you're actually holding the model, they look much better. So the models are gorgeous. Yeah, reserve yeah, judgment to your holding models in your hand. Because for some reason, I don't know if Privateer doesn't have someone who knows how to take pictures well enough or they're just not translating well to, to, to photos. But when you hold these models, I feel like it's a completely different experience. Yeah, wow. You also got to understand the background of Chimera, right? They're not all just flesh and blood. They are partially metal. Because yeah. if you look at a 
Hydrix, it has rivets on it in certain spots. Right, that's so, the point. It's not, it's not cool. So, like, well, the height, the Wyvern's model looks gorgeous. It's a centerpiece mm-hmm. for your table. Yeah, you know and, why? Uh, you know why they're they're bolted together and constructed, Arthur? Why? Well, it, it, in in the fluff that I didn't get to talk about on the last broadcast, um, the uh, uh, one of the Cephalix uh, overlords who we've never met before uh, changes sides and teaches uh, uh, Rias, Saren yeah. Rias, Saren, yeah, how to how to construct bodies and things, and she builds this former Cephalix overlord builds the Chimera for her. It's uh-huh. actually a very, it's actually a very cool story. That you know you can actually download in your app. Just say it, sure, and read it. Yeah, you can you can not only download, you can download and read. Yeah, like two part <laughs> process. <right there>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, Arthur's not playing. He will caddy for you. He will make suggestions, um, and uh, and hand you models. And I don't know if you want him to like bend a knee when he hands you the models, but whatever it takes. He's willing to do. So I liked it. Yeah. That, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, yeah. I know it's Black History Month, but I think we've gotten a little too far as far as me. You know. <laughs> I, uh, I don't need you to bend the knee. I mean, it'd be nice if you kind of like patted the sweat off my brow as I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> getting a little, it's getting a little obnoxious now. <laughs> Uh, now, before uh, before we delve into our review of Captain Con, uh, there is some other breaking news here today. Uh, they have announced the WTC teams, uh, the WTC captains, I should say, uh, for the U.S. And, uh, you know, congratulations there, Steve Rabideau. Thank you very much. Is- oh, I didn't know. Really? You're a captain? Team two. He's the nice. team two captain. I think Sean Hopkins is a team one captain. Correct. And is there, do we have it? We don't have a team three yet, but we will. Well, yeah, it seems likely. I think we're on, likely we're on the list. We'll have, yeah. Uh, I, I think we'll have a, a, a third team. So there you are, our own Steve Rabideau. Who's on your team, sir? All right. So it is Jake Van Meter, Justin Dew, and then Rick Coey, and Michael Garberini. I hope I pronounced his last name right. I said it last because I was the most uncertain. <laughs> I think it's just like, I think you say it just like it sounds. It's Garberini or Gabberini. Yeah. I always forget an R. I think it's Gar, but it's not important. That's a heck of a great team. Those are great. So. Yeah. Those are some great players. Uh, you know, and, and I watched all those guys play uh, uh, last year and oh my gosh. Just fan, you know, fantastic team. Congratulations, man. That is an amazing team. So obviously you are not going to be judging at the five person team event at the Boker Brawl. You will need practice or you're going to have to play. That's correct. Yeah. So you know what you're going to have to do. I'm going to have to buy a ticket. Yes, you are. That is correct. You will have to buy a ticket to my own event. Just like everybody else to get yourself in that team event. It's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) and then i'll uh i'll grab uh uh, hopefully david lee to to judge with me that day because uh i have a feeling that uh i know lots and lots of folks are telling me that they're bringing teams uh well he 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 just recently got some experience didn't he yeah he was uh he was the floor judge uh at captain con this year 
And uh, he did a really good job. You know, uh, he, you know how there's mistakes you're supposed to make when you're new at something? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he made those mistakes, which is perfect. You'd be, you know, kind of nervous if he made different mistakes. He uh, he really did a fantastic job. <sighs> but the, the funniest thing was uh, he was all gas and no brakes. And by Saturday afternoon, he was trying to catch a nap on the floor because we had the 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 pillow fluff that we were using for the smoke on the 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 smoke mm-hmm. uh, terrain and he grabbed the rest of that fluff stuck it behind his head laid down on the floor and tried to get some sleep so, uh... <laughs> yeah i remember sunday morning for masters he was he was tired he was tired. so out of it that he had no short term memory steve king had to tell him twice that he was dropping cuz he had forgotten <laughs> the first time he told him oh david david make sure you sleep next time yeah i'm like david are you gonna be okay to drive home he's like yeah i should be fine i'm like okay um no no it was uh he 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 did he did a fantastic job uh but let's talk about uh let's talk about captain con um so all three of us were there terrence you were not there no but i did receive a text ask me why i was not there that's right good as you should have terrence i gotta tell you i've been going to that con since it was temple con right and uh yeah. i've been working Which was like con. a million years ago yeah and i've been working that con for a good few years now and 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 no offense to to you know anyone else who's ever been organizing doing whatever it felt like the best year we've ever had it felt like the best year we ever had at uh at that event you I know what's pretty great you know that's good that's good Cause that now you see now you've reached the upper echelon. Now you're ready for my arrival. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> okay. Fair. We were we we were not deserving of Terrence before, but now yeah. we have crossed now the you're threshold. Ready. Excellent. Now you're ready. Yeah. Like I, I always it, it's always that because Wordy didn't Captain Con used to be at a different time of the year. Uh, like, no, it was Temple Con and then Temple Con split into Captain Con and Temple Con, and Temple Con moved to a different part of the year. I think Maybe it, it was, was like in August or something. Yeah, it moved to August, but yeah, Captain like, Con was always was always the first weekend in February. Okay, because like normally, I guess it's that choice between LVO and oh, Captain yeah, Con. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, historically, or not historically, the last two years. And, and truthfully, the last last let's say two to four, uh, attendance had been declining. Right, we've been doing uh, a lot of stuff we could with the organizers to try to, you know, uh, uh, modernize terrain and, and get things to where they needed to be. But to, to, you know, things were on a downturn, and then COVID, and then you know the whole Mark III dissolution, all that kind of stuff. So Sean Hopkins was like, "Hey, should I go to LVO or should I go to Captain Con?" And he asked me in like I don't know, I want to say December, and 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 I was like, "You." You should go to LVO. It's closer. It's an easier trip. I just don't know what Captain Con's going to look like this year. And sure enough, LVO was super small, and 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 Captain Con was three times the size. And he was like, "Thanks, thanks for that advice." <laughs> I'm like, "Man, I didn't know." But uh, so let let me uh, let me do from the organizer's point of view uh, each day, and then Steve, you can jump in there as a player for each day, mm-hmm. and Arthur, you can explain what you were doing other than arguing with people about food. Okay, I didn't argue. I walked into three different conversations. You were explaining to somebody about New York pizza. Well, wait, was that the senator or the uh, congressperson? Because uh, 
there I made friends. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I left with business cards. Yes. Yes, you did. And I, and next year, I really have to remember to bring my suit for that first day because I really want to crash. Yeah. Make... Well, I practically do it now whenever I go there. So I, I figured I'll make it official. All right. Um, all right. So the hardest part of that whole convention is Friday morning, right? So Thursday night we set up. And this year, uh, the Boker Brawl was the terrain sponsor for uh, for Captain Con. We were trying out our terrain, and uh, we had everything all boxed up. And literally, it was like dealing cards. We just walked out to the tables, click, 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 click through everything out there. Even with the three D terrain, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the terrain was really well received. Um, I got mm-hmm. very interesting feedback. Um, Andy had mentioned, and Steve, you had actually mas- mentioned this as well, that it was a little on the small side, a lot of stuff that was a little on the small side. So mm-hmm. uh, we printed enough terrain for 30 tables. We used 28 of them. Uh, and you know, for, for the bra, where we're going to need more than that number of tables, uh, everything that we're printing from here on in is bigger. And that's how we're going to kind of reach a medium. Yeah. yeah we're going to, yeah. we're going to, you know, the, the, the craters are going to be four and five inches wide and, 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 uh, and we didn't make smaller water features, only bigger water features and things like that. Um, so, and then the other interesting thing was I kept finding the storm tokens. So storm, uh, storms are either a three inch template that go down on the table or there, uh, you can put a storm on another terrain feature. And to mark that we had these, uh, essentially 30 millimeter tokens that said storm that were painted and we put them on different things. And I kept finding them on the lost and found table because people kept confusing them with spell effects or some, they thought somebody had left it behind. So I, I think and at least in one instance, like a objective. Right. So I think it was, it was it Emery Emmett. I don't remember who it was. Um, one of the two of them said, you know what? You should make it a square instead of a circle and then no one will confuse it for for something and i said you know that's a really good idea so i'm going to reprint those as uh as squares um and uh yeah but other than that the terrain was 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 really well received i was very happy with what we did with the scatter terrain we created mm-hmm. three pieces of scatter terrain or three categories of scatter terrain there was an open grave which we said was a trench that we had a log of two different sizes that we said gave concealment. And then we had either a statue or a broken column and that was cover. And, um, you know, uh, no matter, and we put together this beautiful, beautiful terrain document with pictures of the terrain and the rules that go along with it. And uh, nobody read it. Then nobody read it. I read it. Yes, because you proved (laughs) it for me. So did you expect gamers to do anything? You know what? Maybe I did a little bit. Maybe I did. Um, you know, it was a new terrain system, new everything. Uh, they certainly used the uh, the cheat sheet for the steamroller because we also because you have to, yeah, because mm-hmm. you have to, yeah. We created a little chart that said what the scoring was and on what the turn order stuff is, and and that got used a lot. So I was very happy with that. Also, uh, we're thinking honestly, of- like I might make a little cheat sheet for myself just for like the order of things that for turns. Where it's yeah. like maintenance phase, do these things in the order, you know, and right? Just stuff like that, where it's like it's all still second nature ish, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, when it comes down to it, you got to get it right. Well, it's second nature until clock is low and you have to do certain things at certain times, right? I mean, right. 
uh, that's just the, the, the truth of it. Um, but Friday morning is always tough because uh, one thing that Captain Khan does not do well is they'll say, okay, we've cut off ticket sales. Here's your list of people attending. And then you, you made, I made pods for, for Friday morning. Um, we had 48 players and then eight players in the unlimited. So I created uh, six pods of eight people. And I tried really, really hard to make sure that those pods represented people from different regions and areas and people that they haven't played before. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, I tried not to have, you know, too many sharks in one tank, as it were. Although what was amusing was when uh, sharks didn't recognize that they were sharks. They're like, I can't believe you put me in with so-and-so. You put me in with a shark. I'm like, dude, everyone else is looking at you saying you're a shark too. So, so take a breath. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, so, but, so I put all these pods together, spent a really long time on it. Uh, Facebook stalked people to find out where they were from. And, uh, uh, you know, six people had dropped by the time we got to Friday morning. Now I had six people we were willing to jump in. So we were still at 48 players, but now I had to find a pod for them and I didn't really have time to, to, to work out all the nitty gritties and the details, but it all worked out fine. Um, but you can never avoid that, right? You can never avoid people dropping at the last second and people getting in there. Um, yep. And then uh, uh, the other problem we had, this was the first time I'd use Longshanks. And I like Longshanks. Uh, you know, we, I, I want to talk a little bit about the data that we got from Longshanks. Uh, but you are going to need to collect everybody's Longshanks names. Uh, right. that's, that's gotta be part of the registration process for the brawl. We're going to have, when people check in, write your long shanks name next to your name, because, you know, people have all sorts of wacky names and I'm just waiting until somebody has like, I don't know, uh, Cunnilingus 6969 is their long shanks name. And then I'm shouting that out in the middle of the brawl. Can Cunnilingus 6969 come to the table? Like, I don't want to do that. Good idea. And there's do Jim it. from the doorway. And he's like, <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> My name is Mike Hunt. Yeah, Mike right, Hunt. right, right. <laughs> so we're going to need everybody's, everybody's name because that was a problem. It was a problem because um, later, like Saturday night, uh, a couple people dropped right out of Masters and the room had cleared and, and people were there for the raffle. There's a huge charity raffle. It's a very big deal to Captain Con. Um so I'm like, okay, I have this dude whose name I don't know from Longshanks and I don't know who he is. And he's the next eligible person for masters. And right. I got to get to this guy and, uh, uh, you know, let him know he's in and I can't find him. And it, it, it took some doing, but, but we got it all done. So, you know, Friday morning was a typical Friday morning. We started about 10 minutes late, but then the day just rolled three rounds. Mm -hmm. Everyone had a great time. Uh, I will tell you that every round went past timer because it was taking everybody so long to set up scenario. There was nobody playing around on the clock. They were literally just, it was, it was setting up scenario. It was only a yep. problem in one round where I had some, uh, a pair of guys who were so far over the round timer um, that I said, look, I get that you guys weren't playing around, but you, you know, you, you need to be done. Uh, lunch is over in, in 15 minutes. You need to be done in 10 so I can put the pairings up and um, rather than give you guys a double loss, which I think is terrible for, you know, it's terrible for the tournament. It's terrible for strength of schedule. I'm just going to give you guys 10 more minutes and see if you can end this game. If not, we're going to do it on tie breaks. And one of the players was like, well, wait a second, 10 more minutes. I'm probably not going to get a turn. I should at least get a three minute turn. That would, that would be fair. 
And I'm like, dude, what would be fair is if you played the game within the allotted time as set out by the rule of the timer. And he was like, okay, you're right. <laughs> and <then> they, <laughs> they, they, they kept playing it and, 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 and they were, it was fine. Like it was fine. Cause everybody was, was just there to play games and have a great time. So that was Friday. Friday was amazing. See, from your uh, point I think, of view, I think you overlooked a very important detail. What's that? The fact that the first round started in like what ten minutes? I thought I said like, that. No, I, I didn't hear that part. I was we we ran ten minutes behind. That was it for after all yeah, that you, trouble. You kind of brushed past that, but that's really the that's a that's really a, uh, you started. Thing. You, yeah. you, you had a posted start time of ten a.m. Yep, and by ten ten, dice were rolling. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we we worked really hard on that. Thank you. Good job, you don't man. think those Good guys job. down south can keep up with that type of schedule, do you? I've been... <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> For your information, we do. I, I haven't known. I will go around at 10, 10 and start your clock if you're not standing there. Yeah. I, I have know. no problems. Maybe Damien would. I don't know about you, T. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Damien's the muscle of your group. Let's go. Right. You can believe that all you want to. <laughs> the one thing we agree on is, hey, start on time. And see, Seth is nice to y'all. He's like, you can have lunch. We don't do lunches in the South. You play. You If you want a lunch, you better beat them or lose fast and go get some lunch. <laughs> Those are your two options. <laughs> And you asked me why why I don't want to move to Memphis. There it is. Really? Because of the no lunch during tournaments? That's the reason? <laughs> hey, look, man. That's my hill to die on. I'm sorry. There it is. Um, all right. So, Steve, talk talk to me about your experience on Friday. What pod were you in? Do you remember? Actually, wait. Hang on a second. I'm sorry. Uh, no. No, we're not done. Didn't you claim that that was like the best donut you ever had? It was. That's a reason to move there. Right there. But I won't get to eat it because he won't give me lunch. No, but you go get a donut. You have a donut for lunch. You get a dozen. You bring them with you. And that way, you you have no. You don't need lunch. Just eat donuts and you play. Just eat donuts. Yeah. And I would tell you to eat a spare rib, but <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, yeah. All right. So now, can Steve talk about his pod and experience on Friday? Uh, yes. But at some point, I'm going to have to crowbar in a question that I had for you a couple of days ago, and I can't remember it. So, Steve, go ahead, please. Well, uh, Sorry. Uh, but I, when we. But after Steve finishes, I want to come back. I do have a question for Seth. Got it. Go two, ahead. Two questions. All right. So my my experience on Friday was uh, it was pretty good. It was good. It was it was very nice to start at ten and to start you know on time, like very like as, basically on the dot as far as uh, you know tournaments tend to go. Right. Ten minutes yeah. late is like really good. Um. I really liked only playing three rounds. I, I've always said the one thing that War Machine players love more than War Machine is not playing War Machine. <laughs> so, you know, I really like just the three rounds. Yeah. Um, but uh, my pod was pod five. And uh, first round, I played a mirror match into Storm Legion, which was pretty common, apparently. Like a lot of a lot of mirror matches. There was there was um, one note about just like the, the field of factions uh the it totally flipped like last year i mean last year there was you know 20 to 30 players i think um and you know five of us six of us were playing mark four factions right but uh this year it was basically the opposite where it was mostly mark four factions so quite a bit of uh 
overlap and quite a bit of mirror matches and things like that. Well, so, let's let's take a let's take a look at your pod. Uh well, that's you true. Pod you just up on Longshanks. Yeah, so Captain Cod, Mark Four, Pod Pod Five. Event okay. one three one one seven for those following All right. along at home. So it looks like you had two players that were doing Storm Legion in your pod. Yep. Two Shadow Flame Shard, a House Kalis, yep. a Legion of the Dawn, uh one Sea Raider, and one Winter Core. Who was a Winter Core player in your pod? Someone who went home unhappy. Yep. Well, I did not. Well, not necessarily, but I did not play against them. If you hit the the medal up there, you should be able to see the um, the actual players. Uh, I did not play against that. So um, the medal, so? that's this one. Okay. Yeah. So why are y'all saying they went all one happy? Because they Kador and they suck. Well, we'll get we'll get to that, Arthur. We'll get to that. Yes. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So I played against. Uh, it was. Oh yeah, that's right. So my first round was against. Um, well, I'm not going to try and remember all the names, honestly, because there's always Belshazzar. Yes. So that was Jason Belsha. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, we're, we're talking long text name, so I'm not going to remember. Jason, Jason Belsha returning to war machine. Great to have him back. Please keep going. Absolutely. And then round two. So you did the mirror and then round two, it looks like you, you played buddy. Yeah, that's right. I played buddy legions of dawn. Yeah, always great to have Buddy uh, uh, at a con. It's always good to see that guy. And I then, love that guy. I met him last year. Yeah, but I yeah. feel like I've known him forever. You know, yeah, he's like, one of those guys. He's, so right? he's one of those guys. He's, so he's just a great, great guy. He's very, my very fun to play with. Yeah the uh, the best part about last year for him was he was in Masters because he mm-hmm. happened to be standing there with his army and someone dropped. <laughs> yep, <it was laughs> Had won a game all weekend, but he got into Masters. And then you played Patrick Carolan. Yes, from uh, Nova Scotia, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, that's a great um, group. I keep trying to convince oh, yeah. those guys to come to Brawl. And it's like they can drive to Captain Cod. Uh, mm-hmm. one, once you're coming to Brawl, it's a lot further for them. And it's, a you know, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Well, so I was talking to Pat about it. And he was saying that it's because, you know, uh, I think, well, at least he has like a couple kids at home. And yep. I, don't, I don't know the status of the other two, but uh, it be, or three, it, it becomes hard like a lot harder they really get one and this is one they can drive to and so it's like simple you know yeah yeah uh so i don't blame them so yeah that was that was a really good game yeah last game was a was a super tight game very very fun um came down to just like electro leaping uh the the uh chimera caster to death right okay well uh so you won your pod i did which got you into masters it did. Uh, and then the second place person also made it into Masters. Yep, and Patrick. Yep, and um, I'll tell you that at the end of that day, 56 players, right? Uh, a lot of people found me at after round three, uh, you know, to say, oh my gosh, why are there so many people? What's going on? And I would just say, well, Mark Four has had a year to put out models and get people interested. And by the end of the weekend, I had uh, uh, two different groups of people tell me that watching the 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 fifty six people play and then the forty eight people play on Saturday uh, has has essentially relaunched their metas, and mm-hmm. I will tell you that that has followed through because I got messages from people that I have not heard from on the subject of War Machine in a very long time saying, "Hey, uh, is the brawl painted? Can I come to the brawl without a painted? You sure can." Uh, nice. you, you know so th- this was uh 
So not only was it a resurgence of, of War Machine, a resurgence for Mark IV, um, lots of people were there that used to play War Machine that are now playing War Machine again. And that was that was probably the greatest reward for all the effort that we put in to make. Uh, and and it, it, again, those tables look really good. I know the terrain really wasn't did. perfect, but playing on model-friendly thre- 3D terrain is a much different look. And tr- and I think everyone had a lot more fun uh, mm-hmm. on 3D terrain. I know terrain. I did. Yeah. I know on, I did. Like, I really terrain. appreciate 3D terrain. Yeah. So, um, all right. So and I really was, appreciate you, Seth. Why, thank you. I appreciate you too. Uh, so, Terrence, you had a question you wanted to go back to. Yes. Yes. So, as we do this... I another question came up. So first question is Wait, if if we do what? The the podcast? What podcast? We're doing the podcast. That's what I'm saying. He's saying as we're doing this podcast. He oh, I thought. thought he said if we do this. He I said, heard if this. we're doing this, another question came up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask the first question. First question. So as a tournament order organizer, how did you find did everybody bring their own scenario elements or did you have to have some extra ones on hand to supply them? People did not have their own scenario elements. I had to, I had pre-cut well, on the laser cutter, a whole bunch of things, nothing fancy. Uh, and a lot of people borrowed things. And of course it was the 20, the 20 and the 30, they needed mm-hmm. more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I asked for them back because I would like to not cut another set. And I got almost all of them back, which is pretty fantastic. And okay. uh, yeah, so people definitely, especially those like like uh, like Dan Riker, he was actually not planning on playing War Machine. And then uh, for various reasons, he said, okay, I'm going to play War Machine. And Seth, do you have a set of command cards for me? Yes, I do, Dan Riker. I'm happy to provide you the set of uh, command cards. Love Dan Riker. Uh, do you have a set of, you know, objectives? Except, yep, absolutely. So there were a group of people that were really playing essentially for the first time. And if, if it, or I should say playing Steamroller 24 for the first time after casually mm-hmm. playing War Machine through 23. So okay. that, that I, I think that as the year goes on and if the st- future Steamrollers keep those things, uh, you know, caches and 20 millimeters, that, that there'll be less of an issue. But for now, this is definitely something you have to have for your players. Okay. So All right. and then I guess my second question is this. Why pods? So why pods? Well, if we have 48 players, how many rounds is that, sir? Six. Uh, seven. Five seven? to six. It'd be five to six. Yeah. That's six a, is guaranteed at 64. Yeah. So five five to six uh Five to six players, uh, five to six rounds is a long, 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 long day. You're there at a convention where there's other stuff to do. People want to go to go out to dinner, want to do stuff. That's one reason why I did pods. Three rounds, so, three rounds is a brilliant day. But each person from the pod went on to play the next day, right? No. So the top two in each of the pods made masters on Sunday. Okay. And then the first place in Unlimited, only the first place, made Masters on Sunday. Saturday was a three-person team event, and the top team made it into Masters on Sunday. And that's how we got to 16. So couldn't you play... I think you're messing with but whatever. 
instead of would you have eight? What is this? Eight pods? Six pods. Six pods. Six pods. Oh, if, can you just cut to the top twelve at the three rounds? You could, or you could run pods. Like, like, okay. Terrence, I, I, I'm not sure where you want to go with this. Yes, you could cut. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. I mean, I, I think it's an interesting concept. That's well, what I was asking. Yeah. So honestly, I think it also helps people feel more included, right? Like in in a in a three round pod, I think everyone feels like they can. Uh, uh, have a better shot at, at at doing the best they possibly can, as opposed to I'm going to fight to make a cut to then go to another round. And um, yeah, I don't know. It it feels better. It feels better. I don't have a better explanation. I'm sorry. As a as a player, the appeal of pods is that somebody wins. So like with a if you if you're cutting to twelve for uh, inclusion in masters, nobody's actually won. Like you go three zero, but nobody's really won the tournament per se, you know, so it's kind of nice to be able to be like, well, this person won the pod. Oh, I see what you were saying. You cut after three. Okay. Yeah. No, I like pods better. I misunderstood. I thought you (laughs) wanted there to be like another round on top of that. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, because like you do it, I mean, a lot of bigger conventions, right? It's just two days. At some point mm -hmm. in time, it's just a cut, right? Mm -hmm. If you, everybody is ranked in long shanks, hey, top 12, hey, get to play on Sunday. Yeah, I, I hear that. I like I like Steve said, there's a winner, right? There's a clear yeah. winner. Plus yeah. when when people drop out of masters, it gave us a way to uh so you could only qualify once. So if you qualified on Friday, you couldn't again qualify through the team event the next day. But if you dropped out, so I had Chris Gunther drop out uh uh Saturday night, like like right after we cleaned everything up. And so that means I had to go to the third place person in his pod because he was the second place person in his pod Mm -hmm. and that just gave me a really clear place to just grab somebody right so um so yeah so yeah pods were great all right let's go on to the team event so uh the team event was was uh we had 15 teams not 16 uh we had put two teams together just a couple random drops yeah yeah um and we had, we had two teams that came together very last minute. Like, you guys want to play? Great, we're a team now. Uh, and Buddy was like, I want to play in the, in the team event. We found him two people. Like, someone got sick, like, or more than one person got sick. Um, uh, you know, like, one person got food poisoning and and, and, and somebody else uh, just wasn't feeling well. So, uh, you know, 15 teams instead of the 16, which created a buy. There's nothing we could do about it. Um, we got that thing running on time. Right, because by the time you get to Saturday morning, everyone is in long shanks. You're not really, you know, struggling to get people in there. And the folks that weren't in were were uh uh they were given the buy, and that team was given the buy, so everyone else just kind of started. Uh the 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 team event ran great. It was just like Friday. People were just getting together, having fun. The uh same issues with the clock, you know, uh uh, and getting things set up and, and then there's there's the added layer of like the team selection process yeah yeah which was pretty straightforward i printed that on a card for everybody we did the german style you're essentially picking a table uh mm-hmm. and and uh player uh, pl- uh team two chooses the matchups right and then uh what's left over plays in the middle it's not terribly deep 
but the the people at the convention have been for years asking for something other than uh, the, what they used to do is they would say, okay, uh, you know, lieutenant, captain, uh, uh, sergeant, or whatever. They'd rank, they'd rank the players, and then once per tournament, you could flip a pairing, right? The captains yeah. played the captains, lieutenants played the lieutenants, sergeants played the sergeants, and then once, once, once per event, you could flip the pairings. Um, and people were really bored of that, so we figured we'd try something different. We did the German pairings. Everyone really seemed to like it. The only complaint I had was the complaint I expected where people were upset that we didn't do team wins and that we did strength of schedule for the winner of the te- winners and placing in the team event. Uh, and you know what? I, I told them, I said, listen, when I do team wins, people complain the strength of schedule. Like whoever gets left out of the system is the one who doesn't like it. And that's just- Is that like, true? What Sorry, is, is that true? Is that actually like I'm trying to I'm looking at the can you zoom in on the the longshanks the the records on the the tiebreaker? Uh, can I zoom in? That's a great question. Here, let me move this thing. Uh, is this good enough for you for everyone at home? Yeah, I'm zooming, yeah. I'm zooming in on longshanks for Steve so he could statistically prove me wrong, but that's not the point that I was trying to make. Go ahead. It's team wins. Team wins is first. Okay, whatever it was, whatever it, whatever it is, so people could otherwise we would have come in third. Okay, <laughs> there it is. Second, um, even actually, we would have been in second for strength of schedule. Okay, uh, okay, yes. Now I'm the person in Seth's story who's mad that it wasn't strength of schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, so the team event was great. Uh, the only thing, and I, I can't remember this happened on on. On on Friday or Saturday, uh, and obviously we, we we never mentioned names because we're not everyone was great. I'm not trying to call anybody out, but like we got to around and it was like near the end of the day, and someone's like, "Hey, that player is playing with with like a, a proxied uh, uh, spark hammer," and they were really nice. They're like, "I have an extra spark hammer if they want to use it," and I walked over and I said, "Pause your clock," and I said, "Hey, put that put this spark hammer in place of your your proxy." I said, "Now before you start your clock, turn turn around, talk to me." And I said, listen, uh, please, if you ever come to one of my events again, don't ever proxy something without talking to me. We can always find you the model that you need. I had I had multiple people bringing models for multiple other people that they needed. I had people working on on proxies and sending me pictures or not not proxies, conversions and sending me pictures to make sure that there would be no confusion. You can't just show up and play with proxies. Uh, you've been playing the whole day with it. I'm not going to, you know, I don't, not doing anything ridiculous, like, like, you know, ex, uh, kicking you out of the tournament or everything, but I'm telling you right now, you can't play in masters with this stuff. So talk to me if you're, if you, if you think you're going to play in masters. Was it a good proxy? No, it was like, it was, um, it was, uh, 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 the, the Signar old man. Who am I thinking of? Nemo. It was like a Nemo. Nemo. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nemo down. He was using Nemo so full, for, for full on proxy. Yeah. But the, yeah. the worst part was, it wasn't just that. There were other things in the army. Now, like I said, the dude didn't think he was doing anything wrong. There was no malice. You know what I mean? Like there was. It was yeah. just like, oh no, I didn't even think of that. I just this is what I do. And 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 um, yeah, it is what it is, man. Uh, it 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 settled out. It was fine. No player came to me and said, wow, I was confused. I can't, you know, it, it was fine. It was fine. Um, He's got worse stats than Nemo. So 
<laughs> Death 13 is no joke. I don't know. Sparkhammer seemed to rule the day. Um, yeah, he's only Death 13 on the page. <laughs> and then on the table, he's like Death 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it looks like in the team event, we had 10 Sigdar players. Storm uh, Legion specifically. Yeah. So, uh, six Shadow Flame Shard. Uh, six Sea Raider. We had four House Kalis. We had four Brine Blood players. I think, I think just by circumstance, almost all the Brine Blood players wound up in the same pod on Friday. Huh. <laughs> um, uh, two Exalted players, and then I got two Dark Operations and two Blind Water. Uh, and I got to be honest, I was really happy to see fewer Dark Operations because. Um, I hope I hope we don't have a repeat it at at WTC where like every team has one. There are a lot more mm-hmm. options out now, so mm-hmm. hopefully we see a lot more of that. Um, uh, and then there's the the rest of them. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, of, sorry. Yeah, we got of, two uh, Winter Core players, uh, two Ravens of War, two Talion, one or one Talion. Sorry, uh, one Thornfall, one Secret Dominion. One armored core, one devourer's host, and one storm knight. And that storm knight player was sort of uh, mantling Charlie, playing playing all sorts of nonsense with storm knights. Yeah. Now the so. Brine Bloods, fourteen games <laughs> played with Brine Bloods, twelve wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, four Ravens of War, uh, three wins. Would that be? Uh, would that be Jake Van Meter? Was that all Jake? <laughs> I don't think so. He was playing, I believe he was playing, oh, you're right. he, was he was playing, playing Chimera that day. That's right. He was playing Chimera. Uh, we have uh, three Armored Core games. Two of them were wins. Uh, Devourer's Host, three games, only one was a win. Secret Dominion, four games played, only one was a win. Storm Legion, 37 games played, 17 wins. Now, in a team event, these stats are never great because you don't know who like sat on a grenade for another person on the team. Like I'm intentionally going to take this, this bad matchup. So someone else has a good one. Um, But uh, I just, all this, I find the stats. I love how long Shanks does. This is all really interesting. 23 Mm -hmm. shadow flame shard games, 13 wins. Um, Yeah, that was really interesting. So I wish they, they had a way for me to mash together all the pods to get a, uh, you know, uh, uh, an overall on those, but there's just no way to do that. Yeah, you'd have to do it by hand. Okay, so hold on. I'm going to stop sharing my screen for a few minutes. Um, but yeah, that that was an amazing that was an amazing event. Now that brings us to uh, Masters. On... Well, first, wait, oh, sorry. hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry. So sorry. first, we got to <laughs> talk about one thing. What's that? Uh, the return of Battle Driven. Yes. Yes. Uh, battle driven, right? You know, Dan Riker, Dan Schwanky, Jeff Fredrickson, uh, they came back. They used to have a podcast. Maybe they'll have a podcast again. Cause let me tell you, these guys are all back in, uh, they haven't played for a while. They're back in the game. Uh, they took second place in the team mm-hmm. event, right? They did fantastic. I think. Uh, I, here, I'll get to, I'll go to the event again. Hold on. Uh, wait, I gotta go event back details. to here. Uh, come on, come on. Event why won't details. you? I'm trying. Not event details. <laughs> <laughs> I can't click anything on your screen, so I can't. Hold on, I got it right here. Uh, I'm trying all right. to click on it. So, 
The North remembers how to play War Machine. Blake Cooper, Jake Van Meter, and Mark Andre LeBlanc. They they came in first. AKA Bradigus. Uh, Battle Driven came in second. Jeff Fredrickson, Dan Schwanke, Dan Riker. Tremors three back to perfection. Chris Glowacki, Michael Garbarini, and Phil. They uh, they were three and one. They took third. And Steve, the Steve Jobs, Steve King, Steve Rabideau, and Chris <laughs> Gunther took uh, 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 took fourth. And you guys win the award for the best team costume. You all had the black turtlenecks on. Yep, you looked great. great. You looked great. That was amazing. There wasn't we any our synchronized walking and everything. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't uh, any of that at uh, not like at the Boker Brawl where people like you know theme their shirts and things. It was uh, mm-hmm. you guys were the only ones to do that, but uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, there were a couple teams trying to intimidate us with their you know WTC jerseys and whatever, but we were not intimidated. Clearly, not All right. with our '80s villain outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you had you had a great day. You uh, as I I believe you you beat Jake Van Meter, right? I did. I yeah, did. I had I had a pretty good day. That was that was definitely a highlight. Um, and then I did like I opened the day with just getting assassinated like top of two or something with a uh, wolf. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I just like I, I don't know, just didn't play right. Yeah, and I mean I know exactly what happened. It was just I don't know why I did that, but I won't do it again. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, and then I ended the day losing on scenario to Mordecai, which was you know kind of annoying, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I uh, did win a couple games in the middle there that I I liked. Yeah. So, so Terrence, speaking of starting people's clocks, there was one snafu with Masters. Um, okay. So Masters on the website says was starting at nine, but there was no way I could run four rounds, start at nine, and be out in time to to get home in time, right? Cause it was a four hour drive for me to get home. Um, so I started it at eight. I sent out emails to all the players. I made announcements all weekend long. Well, a guy who played Friday, who made masters did not show up on the floor again all weekend. And he walks in the room at nine, uh, eight 20 and was expecting a nine o'clock start. He's like, why did you guys start already? I'm like, cause we started at eight. He's like, it says nine on the website. I said, yeah, that's why I sent an email to everybody. He's like, I didn't get an email. I said, listen, man, 15 other people got the message and I'm sorry that you didn't. But what I did was I set up your opponent who happened to be Steve King. He set up the scenario and I started your clock. I will stop your clock right now so you can take some time and take your army out and get started with your game. But that's what it's going to be if you want to play. Um he he wasn't happy and i understood but you know he wasn't happy and 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 he lost round 1 and then he dropped round 2 um but at the same time i don't know what you, i don't know what you want me to tell you it's unfortunate that yeah, one time somebody read the website you know yeah yeah <laughs> which website are we talking about captain cod's website like okay, if you well, if you go to, problem. yeah <laughs> so um what yeah. he what is this a hundred point game or this is so the the masters 25. the masters was seventy five to match the iron gauntlet okay um yeah and, so losing twenty minutes in a forty five minute game is a lot. A lot. yeah look, <laughs> I, I, I mean I, you didn't you didn't barrel your re four it's like all right who killed who first I gotta Let's be honest 
what what happens 99% of the time in that situation is that person is dropped and somebody else gets put in their place. I left I left that spot open. Right. Yeah. So I left that I left that person an option to play. So I did the best I could for him. I'm sorry it didn't work out, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, all right, so let's look at our Masters. We have, of course, Marc-Andre LeBlanc taking first place at 4-0. He was playing his Storm Legion. Uh, Chris Glowacki taking second there from the Buffalo Meta. He was playing the Dark Operations. Peter Oman, 3-1, and one, playing Devourer's Host. Third place, 3-1 and one in Masters with Devourer's Host. Right? That was really impressive. And I'll tell you, I noticed the same thing about the way Peter played and the way Rick Coey played. Rick came in fifth with um, Wintercore, is they were very, very careful about how they fed their army to their opponent. Do you know what I mean? Like they were really, it looked like they were really careful about, uh, you know, uh, when they were doing peace trading. Uh, and, and, And sure enough, you know, Armies that we would not expect to see. Devourer's host in top three. Um, Winter Core in, t- in, in top five. Like that was just really impressive. Jake Van Meter taking fourth place uh, with his Shadow Flame Shard. He commented to me that he thought his weekend would be entirely different if uh, if he had the Wyvern. Mm. But he did not have the Wyvern. So. Hey, it uh, makes a lot of difference when you getting shot at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <clears throat> So uh, I suppose we can look at some data. Do we need to? Four players with Storm Legion, uh, two players at Winter Core, two Dark Operations, two Shadow Flame Shard, two Brine Blood players, two Sea Raiders. The Debaros host has mentioned the Ravens of War. Yeah, so, so a lot of Mark IV. A lot yeah. of Mark IV, mostly Mark IV. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's a pretty comprehensive uh, review there of um, – of Captain Con. I'm not sure what else there is to say at this point. Well, so my experience in Masters, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. So my round one was against Dan Riker, and uh Wolf was doing pretty good. It was a mirror match, Wolf into Athena. And uh I, I was I was feeling pretty good about it. Um Wolf like got up there, killed a heavy, or mostly killed a heavy, and then his you know, the storm guard charged in and killed that. I was I was starting to get up on scenario, you know, killed like wiped half the board basically. Uh, so feeling pretty good until the, uh, courser came, like the surviving courser walked up and headbutted him and then, uh, then he died. So, ah. it was sad. Um, but I really just want to, I want to highlight how, um, Dan Riker definitely adapted quickly. Like he, he, uh, more than at least, you know, the, the people I talked to more than anybody else seemed to like get it moving from 100 to 75 because that was like a challenge you know to move to change your lists uh through the weekend and he was like yeah so i just thought about like what's going to be the thing the thing's going to be scenario like people are just going to have fewer things on the board and so he's going to take more units like so he had four units in that list you know four units i think two heavies a light and then three solos something like that so he had, or five units, I guess, but he intentionally like kept things cheap and small so that he could have a lot of just different yeah. units and models on the board, which I think made a lot of sense at 75. Yeah, right. I mean, when you think about it at 75, when you have expensive jacks or expensive, uh, any expensive model, right? 
if you lose it unexpectedly or uh like your opponent spikes, it, it it just makes the game just kind of slide downhill from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of masters? So uh I forgot to drop after round one, so I played round two. Uh <laughs> and then um that was into Dan Schwenke, so two out of three battle-driven guys. Right, right. Um, and that was, I, I borrowed models from um, from a fellow Storm Legion player. And uh, so, because so that I could play uh, Sparkhammer. And boy, oh boy, that was nuts. Yeah. Sparkhammer is really good, guys. Yeah, yeah. That seems uh, to be the consensus from the weekend. Yeah, he, he kind of came out of nowhere for me and just obliterated the shadow tongue force like wow and that was that was the only game i will also say that defenses actually worked for me i tried them in other lists and nine times out of ten i just wouldn't bother deploying them because i didn't really want to deal with the like lack of pathfinder in the army and stuff like that but for spark hammer it was great because yeah i i had a hill put the barricade on the hill and spark hammer just stood behind that barricade the entire game wow nice it was pretty great all right. So uh, I would like to move on from Captain Con and talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's go to a judge's corner because there's some rule stuff I want to talk about, stuff that happened over the weekend, stuff that's been ruled on the forum. Um, uh, so Mike Gar- Garbarini, he he lives on the forum, on the rules forum. Like he he has just become a master of what's on there. What was said, he keeps me up to date on stuff. I'm so appreciative of it. The last podcast where I said somewhere in the document, it says what the, I can't find where it says what the 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 symbol for the cache is and the symbol for the the uh, 20 millimeter objective is. And then he sent it to me a messenger highlighted. I'm like, okay, so it wasn't in the section I thought. It was completely different. But, uh, uh, and then over the weekend, he got a rule wrong. And I'm like, I'm tempted to highlight it and, you know, it's screenshot it and send it to you. But um one of the big questions was, what do you do with mixed units of Solus, right? I forget which army this was for, Steve. Do you remember what uh, uh, which army this mattered for? Dusk and exalted, exalted. right? And that it was well, if you sense. if you add an attachment um, and uh, uh, to a Solus unit, well, is that unit Solus? I hate this rule. Yeah, well, there was there and there was a ruling on the forum by bulldog and he said it is no longer a soulless unit well then someone got on to that same conversation and said and and someone who regularly uh you know a guy like mike like is regularly uh uh looking at the rules forums and talking about these things and said that he spoke to uh i want to say eric at privateer and eric had said that that wasn't the intent and that they're looking at it well if there wasn't the intent they're looking at it should we then be using this rule. And I, I said, you know what? I've been thinking about it. And cause he mentioned this to me Thursday night. Right. Cause thinking, that's when the ruling dropped was Thursday night. Yeah. And I said, uh, you know what? Uh, it's been ruled like bulldog is an infernal and he made a ruling until that ruling gets changed. We will play the rules. Right. And I, and I think that, uh, that, that it's, uh, I don't want to say dangerous, but it's like, you know, look, player, we we have a very tight rule set. We have a, a a deep rule set, and one of the mechanisms of keeping those rules uh, on target is the infernal system. And infernal made a ruling. Privateer wants to change something later and over communicated that they might want to change something. 
Until they change it, it has not changed. And that's the approach that I took. Terrence, would you agree with that move or did I make a mistake? So I, I, th- I think, I don't think there is a wrong way to do it, right? So I was correct. I think, we can keep moving. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I, in, in this particular case, right, especially when you're talking about the dust players, right? They yeah. bring that means essentially if they add an attachment to their unit, that they lose their pace. So they pay four points for a model that they cannot use an ability on the model. Like all his abilities has go completely dead. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, uh I I agree with your ruling. I don't know. It's it's kind of like that yin and yang, right? You can yeah. see obviously, right, that the intentions was that this dude was supposed to help these dudes do what they do. Right. But yeah, I mean you could it's kind of hard, right? Yeah, yeah. What's interesting is that... I was going to say, what's interesting is that they... uh, So they've since, like, fixed it in the wording of Desperate Pace, where you target a soulless model, and then the unit gets plus two speed, right? So, like, that's fixed. Yeah. There's a second rule on the card that grants magic weapons to a soulless unit still, that still doesn't work. Yeah, blessed weapons, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) or, yeah, blessed weapons, yeah. So it's like... Okay, well, we have fixed it. Yeah. Another, and same thing, same thing with um, what's his face, Abadan, because Abadan's the other guy that had desperate pace for immortal units or whatever, yeah. and that, and he has like wings of death, which is like incorporeal to immortal units still. So like that still doesn't quite work, right? You know, there's there's still they, tension. And they went about trying to fix it in the most awkwardest way as possible. I'm like, death make the secret soulless. It fixes the, the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I, I my observation, and I don't know, right? This is this is my guess. I as I say many times, I am not an insider of any kind. But they seem less willing to mess with the rules once they're written down. They'd rather fix things uh, you know, piecemeal through through infernal rulings and things. Or they don't want to go back and, and rewrite things. So I think that's why we're getting the solutions that we're seeing. That's just I do my think, guess. though, I'll, I'll go on the record and say I do think they fixed it well in the part where they fixed it. Um, but because I, I another like option I heard, I mean, not option that they were considering per se, but like something that somebody I heard, you know, suggested or whatever was like, well, why don't you just give it to a model, period, where it's like this model gets plus two speed because the way that units work now, like it doesn't really matter if it's the whole unit or just a model. Um, because you pick the model that you want to charge or whatever, and then that model moves two inches. But right, I kind of like how they did it. All yeah, right, I so mean, oh, sorry, go ahead, Terrence. I think they fixed it, like you said. See, I think they fixed it kind of hey, one way or the other, right? It's fixed, like it is, but at least now we as tournament organizers and judges for tournaments know what they really intended mm-hmm. for it to be, right. Yeah. So and maybe still to... intend for the other rule. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, the rule's still broken. So yeah. <laughs> we can hope. We can hope. Yeah. I picked up dusk, so I'm also invested in this now. Sure. <laughs> so the second thing I want to talk about in our rules corner is hit the deck. Uh hit the deck says while within 10 inches of this model, other friendly rule guard warrior models gain hit the deck. Ignore a model with hit the deck when determining which models would be hit by an AOE. If a model hit with the hit, if a model hit, if a model with hit the deck 
would be hit by an AOE, it instead becomes knocked down. While this model is knocked down, ranged attacks targeting a model with hit the deck automatically miss. So then someone asked a question on the forum, three models, all base to base, they all have hit the deck. They are targeted with a POW 12 slash 7 AOE 2 attack, which directly hits one model. There are also two other models without hit the deck within two inches of the model directly hit, but more than one inch away. What happens? So it gets bandied about. And then uh, Bulldog gets on there, Chuck Ellswick, and he says, I apologize. I guess I'm having trouble understanding the question. Could someone please rephrase it for me? And uh, our hero, Mike, Mike Gabarini, says, I'll take the case. What exactly gets ignored oh, by the instruction? Uh... For reference, that's not Mike Gabarini. Oh, right. Sorry. That's a different Michael. You're right. You're right. It is. I thought it was. Okay, my mistake. Uh, what exactly gets ignored by the instruction, ignore a model with hit the deck? The opening sentence can be understood as contradicting the second sentence. The first sentence says, ignore this model. The second sentence says, but if you would be hit, do this instead, which could never be satisfied by a strict reading of the first sentence. Because you ignore the model with hit the deck when determining who can be hit by the AOEs. So I think what they're trying to say is if the model with hit the deck is within the blast radius of an AOE, he's just not hit. And if he happens to be directly hit, even though it doesn't use the word directly, then he's just knocked down instead. And and I had exactly correct. Yeah. And I had the same impression. Seems quite clear. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I think. Yeah. And I was like, I don't see what the issue is. This happens. And then it was, you know, Mike says, but, and then he explained uh, this, this idea here. The first sentence is this, second sentence is that. I'm like, well, now I'm confused. So, like, it made sense to me when I didn't think about it. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm all confused. Well, in the example given, when I target three models that are base-to-base that all have hit the deck, and I directly hit one of them, and that model gets knocked down, and the other two models are then completely ignored, I believe I heard... Well- earlier that then two other models that are outside of the blast radius because it's only a two inch or an aoe2 you were suggesting no. somehow get hit no no? no 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 not outside oh. but if there were like okay. two other models within so, the blast yeah, radius, but they're not the closest models they're not the closest yeah then they yeah. would be hit instead because the, the other two models are completely ignored as if they're not even there Right. It's like with e-leaps. You ignore, you know, certain models, you just go to the next one. Yeah. So here's Bulldog's reasons. So you target so you target model with hit the deck and directly hit the model. Instead, it will be knocked down. Two models with hit the deck are base to base with the model directly hit, and two and two an inch away that do not have it. The two models not directly hit, but with hit the deck are going to be ignored for determining who are hit next after the direct hit, thus causing the models without hit the deck to be the next eligible models. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sounds perfect. But but it's like one of these things where it it almost goes back to the same idea we were just talking about, where we see what an intention is, we see it clearly, but the rules as written contradict Well, because they don't have that word directly in the rules as written, right? Is that the big holdup? I don't think when that I read it's... the rule of hit the deck, when I read it earlier, like you scroll all the way back up, Seth, the I, it it seemed pretty explanatory to me. Yeah, I contest. <laughs> I I agree with Terrence here. I contest that it's not like well written. It, it, it seems perfectly. I clear. think they needed to use the word directly in the description of the rule, and they didn't. 
Bothers in seventy brutal minus hit the hit the deck. Ignore a model with hit the deck when determining which models would be hit by an AOE. Yeah, that's if a model. Good. If a model, if it's set, all right. So it says if a model with hit the deck would be hit by an AOE, it's instead that's the problem. Down. It should say the word directly hit. Yes, Arthur's correct, and that, then it would be clean. Yeah, then it would be clean. It could be a little cleaner, but um, you know what? I agree with that. Yeah, I think it, I think it it may the clarity yeah. was. Yeah. I think the clarity is there. Like you know, obviously we got it, so some people can get it. Yeah. Uh, but, like it's, said, but it but it is confusing, especially if you're not a rules lawyer type and yeah. you don't have a ton of experience with reading rules. Well, like or if I you said, are a rules lawyer right. type. I got like, it, and yeah, then well, and then sure. someone asked a question. All of a sudden, I didn't get it. Like it was like, but if you read this, I'm like, now I'm all confused, and right. I don't like when that. So happens. the rules lawyering made it more confusing. Yes, that, that that's oh. what lawyers do. That's why they're the plague of society. Uh, okay, but accountants live like kings. Okay, oh. uh, we digress. Anyway, Terrence, so, what are you going to say? So the way this is reading, and, and granted, it may, I see one slight thing. If the other two models, right, the two models that were within two inches but did not have hit the deck, yes. if they are not hit, if they are not there, then all three models become knocked down. No. no. Why would they not? Because only one model is directly hit. It doesn't right. say directly there. Yeah, ah! I know, but that's oh, here we go. I know we go. <laughs> that's true. It doesn't say directly hit. It needs to say directly hit. But whenever shooting an AOE, you're still targeting one model, and if that right. model is hit, forget the word directly. That model is instead knocked down. The other two models were not targeted, and therefore are just ignored by the board. Not hit. They're not hit at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like, right, so they're on, not knocked on. down because they're wait, not hit at all. Wait, let's scroll down. I'm still sharing my screen. So let's go to Septic's post. So to further clarify, the two models with hit the deck. This is Michael Garbarini, by the way. Our hero, Michael Garbarini, Septic. So to, sorry if I've outed you there, Mike. I didn't know if I don't know. Well, you hovered <laughs> over it and it shows his real name. Fair so. enough, fair enough. So to further clarify, the two models with hit the deck that were ignored are completely unaffected, not knocked down or anything else. Is that right? And if the model not if the model targeted were missed by the AOE and it is in range, what would happen? Would it be knocked down or ignored? Those two models, and here's uh uh Ellswick, Chuck Ellswick's answer, those two models are not hit by the AOE. It will be knocked, and so then the second question, and it's a model targeted were missed by the AOE when it's knocked down or ignored. It will be knocked down as it is still hit by the AOE. Okay? Right. So the original model is, you know, the one that was targeted. If it gets hit, it does get knocked down. Right. And then the other two are not knocked down because they're not even hit. Right. Because yeah, they, they're completely, they ignore it. They're ignored, yep. yeah. Yeah, but so you, it is it is funny because you run into situations where like um I was like last Wednesday I was playing into scorn and I had Tyson Voss on the table and he squared up against a unit of um incendiari and it's like they just can't kill him at range. Like they they have no option to hurt him, you know, like they shoot him and if they hit, he just gets knocked down. If they miss, he doesn't take damage, you know. Okay. Oh, Seth, um, hang on, hang on. Well, oh, do we have to go back? When you just read that last one, yeah. Did you put in? Was there a caveat about if the model is missed? So he had, so he had two questions. The first one yeah. was to further clarify the two models with hit the deck that were 
that were ignored are completely unaffected, not knocked down or anything else. Right, correct. And right. the answer oh, was yeah. those two models are not hit by the AOE. Right, agreed. Then, and if the knockdown model were missed by the AOE and it is in range. Well, well hang would... on. Okay, so he, he shouldn't have said if the knockdown model, because the model at the uh, sorry, if not the model, knocked down yet. If the model targeted were okay, missed good, by good, the, good. sorry, sorry, was missed, missed by, by the, the AOE. Yep. And is in range, what would happen? Would it be knocked down or ignored? And, and what that was the answer, answer for is, that? It will be knocked down as it is still hit oh, by the AOE. Okay. Gotcha, because it's still within like, yeah, it's still yeah, within yeah, the yeah. blast radius yeah. of the center point of the AOE, and that was the targeted model. Well, that, that's so a target, even though it's not a direct hit, the so model, the, no the targeted model is, uh, is, not, is, is either hit. directly hit or hit by an AOE. Right. right, and 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 the and hit the decks is hit, and right? That's and then where the other two models don't give a rat's ass, no matter because what they ignore it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's why right. I cannot say directly hit. Yeah. Because if you say directly hit, then the second part wouldn't work. That's that true. is correct. Okay. Hey, good, good rule. Call. Good, good call. Uh, See, good we worked that all corner. out. Yeah. Good judges We've corner. Done it, everybody. Folks. We've done. Yeah. It. All right. Correct that code. Yeah. We've um, arrived at the escape room. We're at the second level of escape room now. Now I actually I want to I want to roll back a little bit um, because uh, the, just to, back to Captain Con. Okay, there was something very disappointing for me during the weekend at Captain Con. Can I guess? Can I guess? No. Guess. Yes. Buffalo yes. Wild Go ahead, Wings? Arthur. I want you to guess, oh. Arthur. The fact that some people went to an escape room and they didn't invite anybody else. No, no, uh, that's not it, Arthur. I didn't know. Oh, the fact that I left and. That I Irish goodbye the whole fucking situation, and well, Irish goodbye. By the way, is proper etiquette, um, and uh, I can. You're explain not Irish. That. Okay, okay, hold up. And <laughs> he left before Saturday night pizza. Let me ask this question: We didn't oh, get to have that know? sweet pizza. You may recall from the last podcast, I that's said true. I was so excited about the pizza. So I, I all right. So I, I, okay, that's fair, and I can explain what happened. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you all go right, into go ahead, the Tom. explanation. I need one thing answered for the black people out there. Yes, please explain to us what an Irish goodbye is. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Really? An Irish goodbye is when you just leave. You're at a party. You don't say goodbye to anybody. You just leave. That that has a name to it. We just call it later. Like I'm out. No, no, no. See, you (laughs) you don't say later. You don't say I'm out. You don't say nothing. You just you grab your coat and you're out the door. That's a normal everyday party. You just leave. Okay. Uh, well, it, that's called an Irish goodbye. I don't know why exactly it's called. I don't know all the origins of it. But what I can tell you for absolute certainty is that it is proper etiquette to always Irish goodbye. Unless you're Greek. I guess. Like my wife and her family. <laughs> then you have the Greek goodbye, which is you start and you say... All right, yeah, well, but... we should get going. And then right. 30 minutes later, all 30. right, I guess it's 60. time to go. Yeah, that's like a, that's like a Jewish goodbye. That's, yeah. a, uh, that's yeah. an every goodbye. I guess Mediterranean, perhaps. All right, yeah, so, okay. So we've called out Arthur. Arthur, as long as we're on the topic, do you have a top five list for us tonight? No, 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 no. See, you know, you and your fucking time schedule stamping bullshit, you're in a hurry because it's nine o'clock and I, I don't It's almost 10 problem. o'clock. Whatever. Who cares? We're having a good time. We got Terrence here. We have a special fucking guest. And now you want to put us on a time crunch? <laughs> I mean, shit, when you ramble on, nobody says anything. Steve wants to talk about pizza and my Irish goodbye, which 
I, I won't bother to explain why an Irish goodbye is proper etiquette because I just, oh thank I you I'm no and honestly that didn't bother me that's that's perfectly fine I do it all the time okay um, and then it's so the, the pizza, pizza thing so, so what happened was really fast I'm going to talk super fast I was walking by one of the vendors and I saw a tub and in the tub was a bunch of Imperial Guard and it had a label on there about heavy weapons and shit. And so I negotiated with the guy and I was trying to get it for 60 bucks and he wanted the 75 and whatever. And then I said, well, look, I said, tell you what, take, walk, take a walk with me. I'm going to pick out some other shit too. And in my head, I was like, if I can grab a bunch of crap and keep it under 500 bucks, I'm going to get my Imperial Guard because I've wanted Imperial Guard for over a year and I used to have him and it was the only army I ever regretted selling. <sighs> so we do that and... Everything's said and done. He comes up with 500 cash and it's mine. So then I raced. I wasted about an hour trying to find a, a suitable ATM. I don't know why I did that. I should have just paid the three extra dollars from the hotel, even though I would have had to do multiple transactions, maybe spend nine dollars. But instead, I drove around for like a fucking hour trying to find the Citibank or at least an ATM that took Citibank. I got the money and boom, and I spent it. Now, prior to that, I really hadn't spent a dime over the entire weekend. And then I dropped the 500. And then I knew I had my car payment coming up in a few days. And I was like, shit, I got to go. I said, I cannot spend any more money. I'm done. And I figured, you know what? Since I'm driving home on 95, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to stop in this New Haven fucking place where people talk about New Haven having a style of pizza that's supposed to be good. So I do that. And I go down 95 and I get off. And it's only like two minutes off the exit. And the place that was rated a 9.2 happened to be fucking close for renovations, which is the second time in my life I've done this, which was really annoying. But on that same street, which is like a little Italy neighborhood in Newport or New Haven, what the fuck I'm trying to say, words are hard. Um, there are three pizzerias practically in a row. And the lowest one is like an 8.5, which is still a remarkably good score. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go there. So I go there. Half hour wait for this fucking thing. And $25 for a plain cheese pizza. I'm like, okay. And then while waiting, that's figured, expensive. Me, that is, that's heavy. That's really heavy. Um, and then I figured while waiting, I'm going to go to this Italian bakery since I'm in the little Italy neighborhood over here, which was like right next door. And I got a couple of Sfriadel, and then I got uh, a couple of San Giuseppe, which then I had to explain to the girl why it's a San Giuseppe and like why it's on the counter. Cause she's like, oh, these are seasonal. And I had to explain it was for St. Joseph's fucking birthday, which is, you know, in March and whatever. So I get the pizza, I get the pastry. Now I'm in, in the pastry, by the way, this was $28. So these were $7 a piece because I bought four of them. I bought two and two. And I figured I'd bring them home. So now I grab a slice of pizza. Let me tell you something. People make a big thing with this New Haven pizza. It sucks. It, it's wannabe New York. Now the, cr <laughs> the crust was excellent. I'm not going to lie. The crust was excellent. The cheese was completely fucking tasteless. And the sauce had a funkiness to it that I couldn't even put my finger on. And this place has been around since 1920, whatever. They even have two separate restaurants next to each other. Because, like, the one restaurant wasn't big enough and he couldn't expand it. So he's like, I'll just take that storefront, too. So they literally have, like, two separate kitchens, two separate staffs. But it's the same place. And I went to the original one with, like, the 100-year-old oven. Horrible. Fucking horrible. I mean, Criminal. it's so bad. And they don't know how to cook. Criminal. Pizza. It, it, yeah, they cut pizza in like little, like they they put a line, like they they cut the uh, diameter of the pie, and then they just go straight across perpendicular to that diameter every three inches. So they cut like these long rectangle slices, uh, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, and like I said, it sucked. It actually sucked. So then I'm like, all right, you know what? 
I ate a few slices while driving, which was interesting. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to crack that box open and I'm going to have a Sandra's up pastry because a Sandra's up pastry is kind of like to put it in some type of perspective for everybody who has no fucking clue what I'm talking about. Um, I want you to think of like a, um, a French cruller at the donut shop, um, but it's a little drier and it won't be glazed. And then uh, it's like a sandwich. So it'd be like two of those and it would have custard in the middle. And then because there's a hole in the donut, it's almost like a Bialy. The bottom one doesn't have a hole. The top one does. Uh, the custard will come out through the top and they'll be, it'll be topped with, with a cherry. Um, and they're fucking amazing, especially when done right. Sounds delightful. I, they, they're amazing. And this, this, this is one thing that has yeah. me dumb. If the people who are listening to this podcast could see Seth's face as Art is talking, <laughs> it is priceless. Fuck him. This, this Fuck needs him. to be on YouTube because Seth is killing me. I am dying here. It is. It because is he like, just wants to. He want because now he's done talking about everything. So now he just wants to go to bed and, and hang like up on this everybody. Glazed look <laughs> yeah. of just yeah. pure utter like. Disgust, <laughs> anguish, heartache, torture. On his face. Yeah. It is priceless. Anyway, so you know, as meanwhile, I, saying, I, I put up a picture of your stinking pastry for everybody to see here on the podcast. That was amazing. Could, you know, yeah. They they are amazing, especially if I get I'll get you one from you know a proper place. I bit into Please this fucking do. thing. I bit into this thing. Dish soap. It tasted like fucking dish soap. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Then I even brought it home, and, and you know, and, and I, I, I had I had Debbie take a piece, and you know, she's a baker, so she bit into it. She goes, "Oh, it's got a little bit of lemon in there," and the lemon got funky. I'm like, "I don't. It's fucking dish soap, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever." So everything sucks. So New Haven sucks. Connecticut sucks. There's no such fucking thing as New Haven pizza. New England people have no fucking clue what they're doing with pizza. They're worse than <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, they should all fucking Chicago, die. New York pizza sucks. I agree. Yeah. Uh, he was in, Terrence, don't make he, me fucking he was drive in, down. He there. was in Connecticut, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah, but but Arthur, thank you for sharing your continuing journey of how you don't like everything. It's it's uh, so upset. No, no, it's not true because at the start of the podcast, or well, actually, I don't know if we were recording or broadcasting at that time or whatever the word is, but I was talking about how much I love the barbecue in in St. Louis, and and actually, while eating the Jack, what did I say that name of the place that was called the uh, Jack, Jack Stack, Jack Stack. When yeah, I was eating my Jack Stack barbecue, which is from I'm pretty sure St. Louis. I was thinking about the salt and smoke place, and that might almost be a reason to go back to Warfare Weekend just so I can go to Salt and Smoke. Um, yeah, because okay. that place is amazing. So you'll find yourself a mark for and me. and and Mr. Rabidou. Not only do I owe you an apology because you're right, Saturday was supposed to be pizza night. The fact that I left early and wanted to try this New Haven pizza on the way home. God punished me by giving me such crappy fucking pizza Mm, that I mm, learned my lesson mm. because I should have just hung around and gotten that greasy pizza that I was kind of in the mood for before we even went. Mm. Good pizza. So I fucked up. Next year. God does work in mysterious ways. He does. All right. Uh, So I'm taking that this rant is in place of your top five. Sure, for you, yeah. Thank you, thank you very much. I All right, so the top five of the top five reasons to annoy Seth. Yes, thank you. So uh, we're going to move into our closing thoughts now. Uh, 
Terrence, is there anything you want to close out with? Anything you want to? I share? think Terrence wanted to talk about why we uh, had a disdain for Cato. Well, given the look on Seth's face, I think we'll change <laughs> that for another date. Yeah, and then, uh, but other than that, only thing I want to say is I'll be at the broker brawl. And anybody out there listening should be at the broker brawl. Yes, 100%. And, uh, oh, I'm and by the way, you the can't talk brawl. shit at all about pizza because you don't eat fucking cheese. No, carry on. Hey, carry hey, on. We, don't, we don't interrupt closing thoughts. Sorry, Very few sorry. rules in this podcast, but that's one sorry. of them. Closing thoughts, please, Terrence. And uh, so, yeah, I'll be there. You should be there. And if you're not there, you need to ask yourself and examine your life and ask yourself, why do you not like fun things? <laughs> so, um, and if you live near there and your name happens to be anything that begins with an A on art, you should definitely be there. I, of course I'm going to be there. I need a, uh, a Italian deli sandwich when you get there. Uh, I will hook you up. All Where right. Mr. Rabideau. By the way, actually, didn't your house, did, when I went to your house, didn't we bring cannolis? Oh, yeah, we did. So you know yeah. the level of baked goods that we're capable of getting. I don't know. The man couldn't, couldn't handle a bagel. I don't know if yeah, he's be, Well, he's still a heathen from the South. So, you know, your baby steps. Fair, fair. All heathen. Right. Uh, yeah. All right, let, Mr. Rabideau, your closing thoughts, sir. Now I'm thinking about Italian deli sandwiches. There's this Italian deli. Supersode. There is this Italian deli like across the street from us. It is open from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. So I so rarely am able to get to it. But, oh, man, I mean, they have the best good. sandwiches. Yeah, oh, it is so good. <clears throat> All right. Arthur, closing Also, I like sir. 75 points. I like 75 points as a point level. Excellent. Uh, Arthur, closing thoughts, sir. Uh, I will be at the Poker Brawl with with with, with Terrence, and um, if you go to the Poker Brawl, of course you'll you'll get to hang out with me, and I already know I'm a delight because I've had multiple people come up to me even at the Capicon and they recognize my voice, and then they're all enchanted, and we have a lovely conversation because I'm such a you know beautiful human being, and I will be sporting a MAGA shirt and hat at the Poker Brawl just to piss off a couple of fucking people. All right, Terrence, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you having you on. Uh, Until our next broadcast, this is Seth Cohen saying, Providence, Rhode Island, Poughkeepsie, New York, welcome back to War Machine.